Hey, this is Brian Schooley. And I'm Christian Lindbergh. And you're listening to the Lampstand Podcast. The podcast where we sit down with Christian artists, musicians, and creatives, get to know them, their art, and what their purpose and passion is for. It's going good. Hold on, I got a phone call. No, I'm just kidding. I'm like that. <laughs> it's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so we took a hiatus, but it's a new year. New year. Which new means blood. new podcast time. New podcast time. Yeah. Lampstand podcast is going around the world like a firestorm, sweeping the nation. Nations, actually. So it's time to get back at it. Here we go. <laughs> um, today, yes, sir. we have the honor and privilege of interviewing and just hanging out with an awesome dude. A legend. A legend, yeah. if some may call him. <laughs> uh, the one, far. the only, Michael Landingham. Michael Landingham. <laughs> What's up, brother? What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hey, oh, yeah, anytime. Right? I know. We're on here. <laughs> Yeah, we're on we're on borrowed ground right now. Yeah, it's definitely. Not the typical Studio Two Hundred One. Right. Normally we broadcast from Studio Two Hundred One, which is also world famous. But um, <laughs> this is mobile. I like it though. We're going mobile stepping podcast. out. Yeah, we're stepping out of the box, which is seriously awesome. Yeah. So this is good, uh, and we're closer to, to my home anyway. So this is great. All right, right, it's good for you. <laughs> it's hard for you to get away from all those chickens. Yeah. <laughs> They're very demanding. Okay. They're very demanding. <laughs> yeah. So, Mike, for those of, of our listeners who don't know, who are you and what do you do? Who am I? <laughs> That's a very loaded question. It is. It's exactly. It's Fire the, away. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, that was just funny. I was actually just having a conversation to one of our uh, teachers. That, well, let's just explain myself. My name is Michael Lanningham. I uh, have a wife, a beautiful, gorgeous wife. Um, I was raised here in Southern California. Um, I lead worship. <laughs> I play music. <laughs> awesome. It's, I don't know. It's one of those weird questions. Like, who are you? I, <laughs> yeah. I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> it's also one of those questions. I live. <laughs> it's one of those questions that reveals who you think you are. Yeah. You know, like who, what, what. Things you would bring to the forefront. I'm sure you're many things. Yeah. But when posed the questions, you start to think of the like the forefront. This is yeah. who I am, and so that's yeah. what the, what the question it. brings up. Also, not a question you get asked very often. No, no, not in right. not in real life. Like, no. real life. Yeah, yeah. It's usually people ask, "So, what do you do?" Right. Yeah. But I start thinking, like, well, what I do doesn't define who I am. True. You true. Know? Right. And. I've, I mean, I've believed that for a long time, though. A lot of times it's like, oh, you know, what do you do? Oh, I lead worship and I do ministry, but I start thinking, but is that really who I am? Like, mm. no. Yeah. I'm a son of God, right? Right. I'm a husband, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, I'm a friend, <laughs> you know? I start thinking those things, like, that probably more defines me. Yeah. I'm a musician, like, yeah. So. That's true. That's true. That's true. It's true. But it also. You start to think about uh, what do I do? 
it doesn't have to be a job. What do I do? I worship God. I serve my family. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's what comes up first. So that's true. With that in mind, Michael, we know you to play amazing music and to have a beautiful voice. <laughs> Thanks, man. Some have compared him to Barry White. <laughs> a few, I've heard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hey, it's better than Fergie, so... It's true. That's the baby. Some have to <laughs> compared him to David Bowie. I am so okay with that. I actually grew up on David Bowie. Shit. Nice. Oh, man, my mom was a mess when she... When she... When he... <laughs> Whoops, uh, let's return that. My mom is not a geek. Uh, <laughs> when she found out that he died, it was like... Oh, man. yeah? Oh, yeah, man. She was oh. sobbing. So I could totally agree with that. Cool. So were you, was your mom really into music? Like, you were into music? Did she play? Did she sing? Did she do anything? No. Like you know what? My family is, like, not musical. Oh, I'm probably... Well, my sister Tara, she's my middle sister. I have three older sisters, Kara, Sarah, and Tara. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. My, I don't know my why par- I didn't know that. My parents are hippies. <laughs> it goes Kara, Sarah, Tara, Michael Mitchell. So they just want a rhyming scheme. They're like, let's just... Hey, it makes it easy. They want to be able to rap all the names. Yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I did not, you know, have a musical really upbringing, except for my sister. She sings, but other than that, it's like music wasn't really my family. So when did you start getting into music? I started getting into music oh, at like the ground level, not necessarily Gra- even like yeah, yeah. jamming. Like just like really ground level. When did you take the interest? When I really just like thought, okay. I want to do this. I want to invest my time, not just like, oh, play a little bit or do this sport, you know, we uh-huh. change our minds all the time. But I would say probably 15 okay. is right when I like, was like, okay, I want to, I want to do music. That's oh, cool. And how old are you now? 25. 25. 10 years ago. 10 years. I've been doing this for 10 years. Awesome. Crazy. Okay. So yeah. let's, let's go back a little further though. So before you decided this is what you want to do, what, what paved the way to getting there? What, what kind of stuff were you jamming to at like 10 or even before? Like, what, was, what, were you, what were you putting on to feel good? Oh, man. You know what? No joke. Johnny Cash. I'm wearing a Johnny Cash shirt right now. Yeah, yeah. But that was like the first song I can remember like hearing was Folsom Prison Blues. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, my grandpa, he just always, he's like, you're going to listen to good music. So he just had Johnny Cash on me and I loved it. Nice. So did your grandpa play like a little bit of a role in that? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Just introducing me to music. He's not a musician, but he would just play the tunes, you know, Frank Sinatra, all the oldies. So I grew up actually just more listening to old school music. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then like my mom, David Bowie. So David Bowie is always in the house. Eagles, Beatles, like nice. just classic, you know, 60s, 70s music. So that was always in the house. And then, you know, obviously being in a Christian household, you know, we had worship and oh. Keith Green and, yeah. <laughs> you know, different stuff like that. But so what was like the, the, the music platform of your generation, I guess? Like what were you jamming on? Like your grandpa showed you Johnny Cash. What was that through? Was it just radio or was it like oh, no, vinyl I mean, or what was <laughs> Yeah, just bust out. There's vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, no, just CDs. I mean, just, yeah, you yeah. know, just playing me all the stuff. And I mean, all my friends were listening to just like, Early two thousand rock, you yeah. know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, indie yeah. pop rock and like screamo, and I was so not into that stuff. Like, really? No, oh, like, oh, I tried my hardest because I wanted. <laughs> I want no, I really did. Like I wanted to be cool, you know. I wanted just like to wear the skinny jeans and just like 
do the hair scene thing. I could not, man. It was just like, I can't get into this. No way. <laughs> and it actually made it. me feel like there's no way I can get into music. At that really? point, yeah, because being 15, at that point, it was like, you know, early 2000s, um, and that's all that was playing. I was like, oh, man, there's no way. Like, at the point when I started really getting into guitar, everything self-taught. You know, my voice was terrible when I started. It was like a duck and a wood chipper. I mean, <laughs> it was bad, man. I really, yeah, I really had to craft myself. But I would just jam out to like Beatles songs and Johnny Cash, and like all my friends were, you know, doing the screamo thing. So it was like, man, I don't think I can get in music. This is not gonna work out for me. <laughs> so did the voice come first, or the or the guitar? Like, which did you choose? It was guitar. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, it's it's crazy. Like when I gave my life to the Lord and got saved, it was like I loved worship. And I saw, you know, the worship leaders, and I was like, I'm going to be like that guy. You know, like, I was just so, That's like, cool. I want to be the cool worship guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I just grabbed the guitar. It was actually my sister, my oldest sister's guitar, and started just, like, hammering away, you know, what I was playing, you know? <laughs> Literally never had a lesson in my life. So it was just like, wow. you know, That's went cool. on YouTube and was like, how do you play guitar, you know? <laughs> Learned two chords, G and C, and then it started from there, man. Like, nice. literally just kept every day, I would say probably six hours a day, dude. Huh. You know, That's I was cool. homeschooled, so I had time, man. <laughs> so is that when you got saved also? It was around that time? Yeah. 15 or, yeah. About 15, yeah. Nice. I mean, I still had some stumblings here and there and still do, but, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> But, <laughs> yeah. That's a whole different conversation. Right. But, um, yeah, that's about when I really, you know, experienced God. And it's like, yeah, I want to do this. So. That's cool. Yeah. And kind of evolved from there. Awesome. So what was the story behind that? Was there, is there a big story of when you got saved or, um, um not too big. I mean, like I said, I was raised in the church, so I was always around, okay. you know, church and Christianity and I never, it never really clicked for me. I did, you know, dabble with drugs and drinking for a little bit and doing the party lifestyle, even young, you know, 12 years old, but, oh. yeah. um, it didn't last. It was 12. just, yeah, 12. That's <laughs> when I first smoked marijuana and had my first drink and wow. living in Beaumont. So it was like, there's nothing to do in Beaumont. You know, it's like, Uh-oh, that's where I live now. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Watch your kids. I have a 12 year old right Oh, yeah. No. Oh, crap. You're, yeah, you're out of luck, bro. Sorry to any listeners who happen to live in Beaumont at this present time. No, Beaumont's great. There's just nothing to do, so you drive. Um, Other than that, it's fantastic. Other than that, it's great. Good landscape. Oh, man. So, no, not not really. My story was like, I actually got saved in San Diego. I went to San Diego, and it's for a missions trip, and it's called City Refuge. I don't know if you guys heard of City Refuge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so those are my good friends. Like, um, I was out, yeah, 15, went out and just feeding the homeless, and like, I just saw the love of God in a way that I've never seen before. And did you do that through, like, through just, like, your mom and dad going, or, like, I did that through uh, that? my youth group, actually. So okay. my youth pastor, uh, he actually lived there for a while with his wife, and they served there for years, and, and they are like, yeah, we're going to take our youth group. And I was at a little church over in Beaumont called Pure Rock. And they're like, yeah, we're going to take you guys out to serve and be in the streets. And I oh. saw just nice. how people really live, you know, and just seeing like the city of refuge people, the staff just love on the homeless was like, whoa, that's Jesus. Like, okay, I can get into this, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I perked, you know, just inspired me and perked my interest just to give my life to the Lord. So I did wow. for the first time. And that's when I really started like, you know, seeing worship and got interested and that's you know so I, I would say shortly after that is when I grabbed my guitar and started playing 
So, wow. yeah, that's, that's cool. a story. I mean, yeah, I know. That's <laughs> awesome. Mean, ever sure. since, it's just walking out my salvation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. suck. <laughs> now, how did your family at least respond to, like, the music side of things? Like, were they like, oh, sweet, he's like, someone's playing, or... You know what? They were so supportive. It was so cool, because, like, my dad, he's, you know, he's a plumber and general contractor and, you know, construction, but he never pushed that on me, like, oh, you're going to take over the family business. It was like, no, you need to follow the Lord, and I really appreciated that. Like, That's it was, cool. Yeah, they, I mean, they bought my first guitar, like, real guitar that wasn't, you know, a junkie... Fifty dollar guitar, whatever they they poured like a grand into wow. just getting me wow. whatever guitar I wanted, and they said, you know, it was like my birthday. It was like I think my sixteenth birthday, and they took me to guitar center. Like, yeah, pick one out what you like, and we're gonna get it. Ooh. And so they, Ooh. yeah, I had parents that check, dude. Yeah, it was awesome, and it was cool. I was very fortunate to have parents that were like, yeah, we want to foster, especially because I wanted to do worship, and they were like. Yeah, I was I was so like the black sheep of all their kids. Oh. I was the troublemaker. I was the the misfit, the prodigal. Like that was me. <laughs> it still is me. <laughs> but <laughs> so yeah, they were very supportive. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's what you want, man. To see your kids, you know, oh, see them yeah, going man. in the Lord, and and nothing better than that. Okay. No. So when I first met you, um, I was actually me and. I think I don't know if Bazrico was there at the time, but Jason yeah. Kelly was there. Yeah, as well, was, um, leading youth group. Okay. Here at Wildwood. Yeah. Um, and you and Aaron, mm-hmm. was your friend came and we were yep. like, like, hey, these guys are gonna come and like play and sing some songs oh, and no, stuff. I... And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. And they got down and and the youth liked it and we were yeah. just like we just like, <laughs> chilled afterwards and I think um, you guys came like. Multiple weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so. That's a funny story. So that was like the the start of when I really was like, okay, this this might work. Like this music thing. Like, okay, I'm gonna go for it. You know. How old were you then? Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Yeah, I was. I would say like 16 and a half. So it's only been like maybe a year and a half. Wow. Since I really, you know, I took on real fast. Like I said, practiced so much. Um, I played for our youth group like maybe a year after. And that was like, you know, my breeding ground or whatever. Oh. I don't know if that's the right word to say, but that's where I learned, you know. And then I started this thing called the Michael David Band. Oh. I remember that. Yeah. Nice. So everyone calls me my Michael David and I hate it. And it's my oh, fault. No. Everyone calls me Michael David. <laughs> and it's like, I totally shot myself in the foot. Dude. I was 16. I was super into like Jack Johnson. Um, ah, what's that other guy's name? Do you ever artists. call yourself Landingham ND? No, but I should. <laughs> that would be sweet. Change it up. Change it up. <laughs> Next album. Dude. Yeah, but the music like was really it really wasn't that good. It was super poppy, like Jack Johnson. Like and I was like, okay, you know, very you know CCM, and that's like I actually recorded an EP at that time, only like a year and a half into playing and no actually pursuing music. Yeah, someone actually one of my friends were like, hey, we want to pay for you to have an EP. Wow. Okay, cool. It, I mean, it was decent, but it was like, it was just bad. Like, I still will look at some CDs and be like, that was the worst. Like, you gotta start somewhere, right? You know? So, Is this floating around on the internet anywhere? Oh, gosh, no. I have taken all that down. Like, but at the time, I was so proud. I was like, this is something yeah. I created. You know, this was my creation. And like, totally. Literally creating that and making that project, which is awesome. Andrew, so my brother in law now, and yes. this, he, um, was on that playing bass. No. So, okay. yeah. Because we met around that, that same time. It was all, it happened all very fast. But it's just, it's so funny because after making that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, 
I felt alive. I felt like this is what I'm called to do. Like yeah. I am so called to create music. That's yeah. cool. It was like That's the awesome. biggest adrenaline rush, you know, <laughs> even though it was terrible. <laughs> so along the lines of creating music, do you feel like your process of how you create music now is a lot different from how you did then? Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> Leaps and bounds different. Okay, it's, take us to that. <laughs> oh gosh. Man, are you saying just like in songwriting in general or just, just like just... Your, your process? I feel like everyone has a process and no two processes are exactly the same and, and like for people hearing that want to do something like that or thinking about it, they almost like want permission and like want a format of how they can get started because they don't know yeah, what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And so it's good to hear the yeah, people. Yeah, it's like one of the steps. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's good to hear all the different people say it because you realize there are no set ways to do it. There's so many different ways. No. So it's kind of cool to hear like each individual. Yeah. How do you like You know, it? I would say in the beginning it was just like I was very inspired off of songs I would listen to. So, for instance, like, you know, like I said, Jack Johnson. So I love Jack Johnson. I was like, or Johnny Cash. And I would hear a melody. And then it would just inspire me to kind of almost mimic yeah. that same melody. Because I heard it. And I was like, okay, like that. And then I would try to recreate my own version of that. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, yeah. and that's how I did it. And it, it. Yeah. it was super easy because it was like I was basically copying something that was already done. Right. But it, you got to, you know. Like, the melody sounds so awesome. Let me just put some different words. Exactly. I've done the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And later you're like, it kind of sounds exactly like the other song. Yeah. exactly <laughs> like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Right. I wish. Um, but, and then it's just always evolved, you know, and just going into different seasons of just like, for a while, all I was writing was like this pop song stuff, right? Then it evolved into like worship. Like, okay, now I just want to really write worship songs that are going to just help people encounter God, you know? And it was just like, cool. you know, that's when Jesus Culture was coming out and Bethel was doing their thing. And like, I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Like, I want to write songs about the presence of God and just take people in. So that's all I did for like a long season. Same kind of thing. I would just like, you know, listen to these songs or like go to these conferences and just like see that feeling and then I would get inspired and I would go home and write my own, Yeah. you know, kind of yeah. thing. So that's how it always start. A lot of times like it would start with just a lyric that I would keep singing over and over or just like a, a tagline, you know, melody. Uh -huh. right. So it's always different for me though. And even till this day, it's like, um, it's just different, you know, and I'm doing more songwriting as even a profession now. Like, just doing stuff for different labels and huh. it's, okay. yeah, and it's been amazing. Wow. Yeah. This whole last year has been that. And just, um, I got to go to Nashville, you know, this last September and just write with a bunch of champion writers, you know, wow. and to see how they do it. And it's, and you're right. Like we were saying, everyone's different. It's so like, it's insane. <laughs> you know, and it was so cool just to like be a part of that and continue to be a part of that and just keep, huh. you know, sculpting and just, you know, adapting, learning. Yeah. It's always different. You never have to settle at any point. You know, it's that's what art is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's your creativity, it's your overflow. So do you feel like on a, on like an average you um you typically start with lyrics first or, or the oh the man. guitar first? I would say I probably do start with lyrics or maybe even a melody, just like Something will go through my head, and I'll just be because I'm always humming and singing in my car. Yeah. Like most of my songs are written on the toilet or on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you got time, like <laughs> life gets busy, and it's like dude, I, I'm, I'm either working or being with my wife, and 
typically so, sounds good in the bathroom too. It does. It's right. like out of re- it's kind of like this room. It's like yeah. out of yeah. reverb. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you I, I sound like Beyonce in this room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would say it probably will start with more like a melody, and then I put you know I'll put words to it at the moment, but it always changes. You know okay. what I mean? So yeah, that's probably where I start. Do you usually jot things down, or do you just like keep it all contained in your head? You know what? I used to just keep it all contained when I was younger, uh-huh. and as I've gotten older, I just like forget. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm only like 25. I feel like I'm like yeah, 70. You know, it's just like so. Now what I do, which is amazing, just how technology is, is you just have the voice recorder and memo. Yeah. yeah. Now I just memo yeah. everything. So I literally have like gigs and gigs of just like random. No way. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, just like stupid runs and like, what was I thinking? You know? But that usually turns into, I have it like an arsenal of songs, you know? Yeah. So that's that's what I typically do. Huh. Yeah. When, uh, when you connected with those guys from Nashville, yeah. how was that sitting down in a room with other people and collaborating? Like, oh how my gosh. It? I mean, co writing is so much fun. Like, yeah. I love co writing. It, it's something I've always kind of just fell into, you know, especially like with Andrew, my brother-in-law, like I would say us two, we started this band called Century. We're um, getting there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And which was amazing. Like that was like such a fun time. And there's so, there's so much to that story, you know, for me finding my wife, which was, you know, his, his sister. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. She wasn't always your wife and he wasn't always your brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. How did Century start? Oh my gosh. So. In five words or less. Yeah, yeah. In five words or less. <laughs> so I'll just kind of continue my, my backstory with the whole music thing. So like I said, um, you know, from getting saved and just super just getting into worship and just doing that, started leading worship in more places and people were asking me to do more. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's more and more and more, you know, as I'm getting older. And then what happened is my parents and I, um, it was when the whole um, recession thing happened. My, my dad lost his company, like just crazy. We lost our house. Wow. But we actually moved to the beach, which was like <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, we lost everything. <laughs> and then we lived literally, on, well, because it's, it's actually my uncle, he had a rental there. It's like, hey, I have this kind of stay. You know, stay here for free until you yeah, get to the right. tents on the beach. But yeah. Didn't know yeah. Where to go. yeah, it was actually just a box, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, we we actually moved to San Clemente, and I was about I would say maybe seventeen and a half, almost eighteen at that point. I was doing a lot more, you know, worship and stuff. So um, I actually got like my first worship gig, and, like paid position nice. was at nice. this church called Heritage. They they paid me to be their youth worship guy, and it was like amazing, bigger church, yeah. super cool, like. Love them. Still to this day, I'll go out and play. I just played there last Sunday. Super oh. amazing people. Awesome. Um, give, you know, giving me a platform and <laughs> trusting yeah. me, you know. Right. So that was great. And just God kept expanding my platform and just kept giving me more things. I just kept saying yes, you know. So that led me to um, really, well, this is a short story, but I moved to Ohio for a little bit with my sister and brother. Spent like six months there. And then I was like, okay, I need to move back to California. I can't do this whole Midwest thing. So I moved back, and my parents actually moved back to Beaumont at the time. So um, this is like fast forward. I'm now like 19, or just about to turn 19. And that's when I reconnect with Andrew, which Andrew's always been a friend of mine since I lived in Beaumont the first time. Yeah. Um, you know, we, whatever, just writing songs and playing music, coming to Wildwood. 
And he, he heard that I moved back and said, dude, come to this, you know, house of prayer. That's what it was. I was like, yeah, sure, sure. I'll be like, I'll go, you know, hang out. And so I go to this house of prayer and then I see, you know, Andrew and then I see Amanda, his sister. I'm like, dang, this girl grew up. (laughs) Woo! You know what I mean? (laughs) It was like instant attraction because before she was like super young. Like I've known her, I've known my wife since she was like 11, (laughs) you know? So it's like I go away and come back and we're three years apart. So at the time she was like, 16, I was 19, so it was yeah. like kind of, everyone was like, yeah, that's weird, but like we were super into each other, it was just like, you know, instant, but, so yeah, it was like, okay, and then Andrew's kind of like, dude, you want to come over? I'm like, yeah, bro, come yeah. over, let's do this, you Every know? day. Every day for a while, you know, and so I, so I did though, we, we, you know, it was great, like I came over and we started just writing songs, and it was like such a crazy thing, you know, and we were like, dude, we should just like start our own band. <laughs> So I did. That was like what 2012 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 2012. So I was like, okay, dude, let's do this thing. So we did, and it was great. Like we actually made some pretty decent music. And yeah, yeah. And yeah. how like how did your how do you feel that your styles like meshed? Because oh, he it was like it was like love at first sight. <laughs> no, like really, he. I mean, to this day, like we still write. I mean, even tonight, we're actually, which we'll get into that now with my new project that I have going on. But we're gonna record my first single. Um, but we're always writing, but ever since we first wrote a song, it was like, oh yeah, this is so easy, you know? Yeah. And our, cool. our styles mesh, like everything. It How was, cool. Yeah, it was super cool. And then eventually, you know, as a couple years go by, then I married a sister. <laughs> and he actually married us, which was no, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's funny. Yeah. You were, were you at my wedding? Yeah. Yeah, you were there. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> so I remember... I remember you, well, did you play at Andrew's wedding? Yes, I did. Okay, so here's, here's like. Yeah, that's where we like first met. Here's, yeah, where like the gap took place for me. I remember you coming to Wildwood and playing and we were hanging on all that stuff. And then Andrew got married and you played for them and it was yeah. sweet. And I maybe saw you like a couple more times and then like, I don't know, we just like. That's where I moved to. Yeah, okay, it must have been where you moved. Yeah, yeah. I moved. Cool. So I didn't see you anymore, whatever. Yeah. Um, or it wasn't whatever I was broke your heart yeah broke my heart I couldn't <laughs> um, but I remember hearing you and like you were you were you were good but you're like you're like over the top now for sure oh gosh um, but like I, I remember thinking man he's really good you know you, you, I remember some of the songs you would, you would bring for like our youth night it was just like so unique for us and yeah. we were just like this guy's cool it's special and then we had our little Hark and Divide night oh yeah and we invited yes. you to one of those and you yes. came and it was at Andrew's dad's was your father-in-law. Yeah, with uh, upstairs room. He's like upstairs. Yes, room. yeah, yeah. yeah his room. music store, which yeah. that's where I still work today. I remember this. Yes. And uh, yeah, I yeah, think that's right. the first time I ever met you. Yeah, yeah. yes, that was. Yeah. That was great. We were all in a circle. Yeah. That was awesome. like what seven of us. <laughs> Everyone like that night was crazy. Everyone was so amazing. Yeah. I like, missed so that. Unique. I really hope Park and Divide makes it come back. But it came back around and you did like a one, you and Andrew did like some stuff. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and then, I don't know if you guys each did an individual, but you did a, like a song that, I don't know if you wrote in Ohio or something, but it oh, was just yeah. like, I remember looking at Josh and Brian and being like, holy crap, this yeah. guy has like got pipes now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it was crazy. Yeah, that night was so rad. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. But that was like stuck in my mind, like, shoot. Because I, I, the, the last picture I had in my mind was you at Andrew's wedding. I was like, dude, he's like full on. 
<laughs> he's growing, dude. He's, he's yeah, crazy good. I, I, um, I hope I've grown since then. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's just the, it's part of the process, you know? It you, is. you were never bad, at least yeah, not when no. I heard you. Yeah. But it was just like, you can just, you just hear, like, he's... It's just change, yeah. We, it's, it's change, and it's like a little bit of seasoning in there, and just like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Even the context of the stuff was way more real, you know? You, yeah. You can tell when people are like... Trying to find stuff to write about. Yeah, I'm just writing fluffy songs, yeah, and you're yeah. actually writing like, oh, you know, you kind of go through. Or maybe, life. maybe you kind yeah. of just fell into like your own style, like you were saying early on. You were kind of mimicking people, and I think exactly, a little yeah, bit yeah. of it kind of gets lost in that because it's not truly your thing. No, you just, and, uh, dude, yeah, it was. I can totally agree. I mean, just I remember that night, and I remember at that time, I really was diving into my own just special. I mean, both Andrew and I were. We were creating something that was. Unique and different. Yeah. Because people even told us that, like, oh yeah, I've yeah. never heard this kind of like song, you know, and yeah. sound. We're like, oh cool, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was unique. Yeah. The being that it was the first time I ever heard you, I thought that same thing. I was like, these guys are so polished and they have like their own style, and I don't even know what works, yeah. what it is, where it's coming from. So fast. Like but, we were only together doing music for maybe a year at that point. That's crazy. And it like everything in my musical journey has been very sped up. Like I said, I've only really been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Maybe eight years, like really professionally, but now like that's what, that's what I do as a living. Like, yeah. I never thought I would be making a living doing music. Yeah. That's awesome. You asked me that when I first started, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was planning on going to the Navy, do construction <laughs> and like, I yeah. never thought I would be writing songs in Nashville recording music and doing my own thing like it's it's crazy i'm like so blessed i'm yeah. so baffled by it that is mind-blowing it yeah. is man and <laughs> I'm, I'm so like happy i love it that's awesome it's such a cool thing yeah so you want to tell us about uh your new project what yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah so man there's so much behind it i don't know if you want me to unpack how how far are we right now in this yeah. i mean we're good it's just your schedule depends okay. on how long. what time is it it's uh 35 or oh, it's okay. 40 yeah actually okay no we're good okay. yeah i mean there's so much behind i'll kind of wrap it up but so the new project is called anchors and arrows mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where before this new year in 2017 um, I actually, well, there's another backstory. I actually was here at Wildwood, which is where I'm at right now in Andrew's office. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if you said that. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Andrew, for the, <laughs> for the studio. <laughs> but I was here for five years as, as a worship leader mm-hmm. and on staff, and I loved it. I was so blessed to be here. I love this church. And um, this is last January in 2017. Um, I felt like I needed to step down. And it was such a very, like, Whoa, you know, I, I thought I would be here a lot. I mean, we just recorded an album mm-hmm. um, over at Costa Mesa and been doing like a lot of the stuff at Calvary Chapel and getting pretty big as the Wildwood music band. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of those things where I just felt the Lord say, it's, it's your time to move on. And I told my wife and she was like, yeah, I feel, you know, it's, it's time. So <laughs> that was a huge step because, yeah. you know, full time here, a lot of my income and, and I had to step out not knowing what the heck. I'm going to do wow. So yeah. I did. I just, you know, that is crazy. It is. It is. It's really, there's so much around that, but I mean, long story short, I, I stepped out and God totally met us like just with, you know, working at my father-in-law's shop and then getting even more opportunities, leading worship at other places and just like a wild journey. This whole last year, 2017 has been such a journey for life and I, uh-huh. and it's been so super cool. Just even this opportunities to be out in Nashville and, record and do things with those guys like that's a whole big story in itself but 
I won't bore you with details. So that was my, you know, that was my thing. But, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got nothing going on. <laughs> um, but so the, the, towards the end of this last year, I just felt like, hey, you know, I've been doing worship for so long and I write worship songs, but I also have this other side of me, which I've always had from the beginning of just writing, you know, more secular just real and raw songs mm-hmm. that they'll yeah. just they just come out of me. It's just some. It's usually when I'm I'm dealing with something and it's like it needs to be my outlet. So I've written these songs, but I've always like shelved them because it's like, well, I'm a worship guy. Like these don't really have any part in the church, you know. And right. it was just a very you know weird thing for me to even think about like pursuing these songs. But I felt like I need to, and it was just this like wild, just revelation of like you need to be a good steward of what I've given you, mm. you know, and what I've myself created and just put together. It's like, I've just put them on the shelf and let dust get on them, yeah. you know, yeah. but I felt like, no, I've written these songs for a reason. It wasn't just for me. It's actually for people. Yeah. And yeah. So that's when I started anchors and arrows <laughs> and like, and that kind of, this goes into a, a way bigger story, but the anchors and arrows things comes through, um, this whole story with my wife and I, um, and our twin boys. Mm-hmm. So my wife was pregnant in 2015 with twin boys. And I don't know, do you, have I told you guys this story? You probably heard I from think, a few people. But yeah. Yeah. Various things. I know, I, I know we've talked about it a little bit, yeah. but, but yeah, well, I'll give you right. the more just condensed version cause we could be here all night talking <laughs> about it, but and just amazing. Like the story is still to this day, just changed my wife and I's lives and, continues does it actually just fuels everything I'm doing now but mm-hmm. so in 2015 my wife got pregnant with our twin boys and at 24 weeks he went to preterm labor mm-hmm. and it was unexpected it was like whoa in 24 weeks it's very early very yeah. premature right. so it was just crazy we were actually in LA at the time um, she was out there for some testing and uh, so we just you know ran to the hospital and it was like yeah they're they're gonna be born like we can't stop the pregnancy she dilated at 10 to wow. go. Like, wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, these kids just like, just scared, you know, and it's just like, okay. So we were prepared for it. And then, uh, the doctors, they basically said, Hey, like your, you know, kids aren't going to be born breathing. Like we think mm. that you should terminate the pregnancy. Wow. And we're like, Whoa, what? Yeah. You know, wow. like, yeah. and it's always a money thing with hospitals. And it was like, yeah, you should terminate the pregnancy. It's, it's the best way to go. And we're like, no, like that. We're not gonna do that. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, so yeah. It was. It was just such a crazy realization. Like our whole world's got flipped upside down at that moment, and we we're like, no. As young parents, we're we're holding on. Like no matter what, that's yeah. just our hearts. And so you know, sure enough, they came, and they both were born breathing. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. like the greatest miracle. Just wow. I heard yeah. both my boys scream you know yeah as little as it was it was there and it was like oh my gosh like these are my sons you know mm-hmm. and it was it was just wild and the whole time i'm just like a mess my wife's a mess everything it's just chaos like i've never experienced anything traumatic in my life until this point you know uh-huh. yeah. it was like wow like it really became all real to me and just one thing after another like our boys just proved to defy odds and they just kept telling us like negative stuff like hey well they didn't even want to put them like in incubators they wanted them just to kind of like just just go just go and we're like they're like yeah we just do comfort care like no like we're 
we're rolling on. They're like, well, they have maybe 10 minutes tops. We're like, well, we're going to do everything we can, you know? Yeah. yeah. So they put them in. We fought them. We're sitting there. I'm sitting there screaming. They're like, well, the fetuses aren't going to make it. And I said, yeah, you better never call them fetuses again. They have names. It's yeah. Luca and Caden. Wow. And it was like, <laughs> this is crazy <laughs> battle, man. Like, literally wow. just death battling us. It was so crazy, like, insane. Mm. But, um, so just kind of speeding up, like, wow. it was insane. Like, we had so many people coming and just seeing them, like, just every minute that went by was like, thank you, God. Like, I was mm. just cherishing every single moment with my boys, like, just mm. there, like, for literally 24 hours straight, I was with them. Yeah. Did not leave their side. And it was amazing. Just looking at, I mean, you guys have kids, like, you know, it's just like, yeah. just looking at your kids, just in awe. And that moment was amazing for me. And so my first boy that came out, Luca, he was, you know, alive for, I'll say like 37 hours, it said, mm. and he went and passed. And it was like, just the most traumatic thing to me. Like I actually held him as he gave his last breath. And it was like, at that moment, I wanted to hate God. I wanted to run. I wanted to just be like, F this, like this sucks. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But all I felt in that moment was just love. And all I felt was peace. And it was like, you know, it went from one father's arms to another, the one that created them. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like this, okay, you know, it's okay. And I remember just sitting there in this NICU of nurses, my wife, we're just bawling and just like wailing. And I just start singing how he loves us. Mm-hmm. Just, he loves us oh, you know, just singing wow. like the most deep worship I've ever had in my life was at that moment holding my son, Man, you know, and it just honestly created so much depth in me wow. just as a husband, as a human you know, as a friend, just in all areas of my life, you know, and, and then again, like, so two days later, then Caden, you know, he went past, and it was just this, it was just blow after blow, mm. you know, just like the worst, and we're, we're so, and still it's been um, almost three years now, we're just still grieving like it just happened, like, you just don't get over that, you know, and, yeah. but we know there's hope because we are going to see them again, and, yeah. And we're so excited for that day. We have so much investment in heaven, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, that whole story, like I said, I can talk forever about that. But just uh, for the sake of time, like, that has transferred so much into my music. Yeah. Just going through that and just the pain, the anxiety, the, just the issues that come with, you know, losing children. And then also my wife has a lot of health problems. So on top of that, for the last, you know, I would say two and a half, three years, she has been like bedridden. She's had, um, she got nerve damage from a surgery that went, you know, went wrong and she's in a wheelchair most days. Like it's, it's crazy, dude. And that's like, it was one of those things as a young, you know, we got married very young, 21 and 18. And it was like, that's something you don't sign up for. We did not know, we thought it's going to be like, when we first got married, it was like, oh my gosh, rainbows and unicorns. (laughs) Like, it was awesome, you know? And it's like literally tears in our marriage and boom. My wife gets, you know, yeah, nerve damage and then health problems after health problems and ambulance visits and then getting pregnant and then losing our children. So we've had a lot of just dread and mm. it's just so insane. Like it's, it's amazing to me that, you know, we still are so strong in our marriage that we're still so strong with the Lord. Like mm. no matter, there's no turning back. Like he's been there 
every step of the way. And it's been so amazing, you know? So I am blessed. I am so blessed. My wife is amazing. She's another, like, just huge influence in my music, you know? Like, so everything I'm writing just comes out of this overflow of, you know, just my love for my wife, my love for the life that I have now, even going through pain, you know? Mm-hmm. And just our, all, all our, our experiences, you know? Yeah. So that really fuels Anchors and Arrows. So now how I got the name, you're probably wondering, okay, Anchors and Arrows, that's, <laughs> that's cool, you know? But so my boy, uh, Luca Sailor, he, his obviously middle name Sailor, so we've always had like anchors for him. Like when we were going to do, um, uh, like the nursery, we were going to do anchors everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then Caden, his name means Mighty Warrior. And for him, yes. we were going to put, you know, arrows. Everywhere. Arrows. So yeah, we yeah. had anchor. I mean, we, she already bought stuff. Like she, yeah, yeah. she, we were ready, you know, yeah, so she totally. bought anchors and arrows and we still have so many things and like the baby shower was going to be anchors and arrows everywhere. And it's just one of those things, you know, so it's kind of a tribute to them, uh, you know, just a deep meaning from that. And yeah. just, so that's where it's that's awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. I love it. And it's super cool. So a lot of these songs I'm writing for this project are very raw and very, um, real. And I would say like, my whole life, it's always been so easy for me not to deal with emotions. I've always been afraid of them. I've always, especially in music, just not to be vulnerable. Yeah. And even as a person, just to be like, I'm good. You know, it's like our, it's our, nat- you know, our natural reaction to be like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. I'm good. 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 Like, everything's <laughs> great. But it's like you're dying inside. Like you're going through hell. Like, right. It's so hard for us to just really, especially as Christians, to just be okay with not being okay. And this whole last two years has been that for me, just like learning to not be okay. And I know it sounds super weird, but no, 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 it doesn't. (laughs) It sounds real. Yeah, it is. It's real. And it's like, I've never been real with myself that way. It's always almost been like a masquerade. Yeah. And now I'm just like, no, I need to be real with myself. I need to grieve. I need to, you know, not be okay. (laughs) And not try to hold it all together and know that I can't, I don't have strength on my own to stand, you know? So that's where a lot of these songs are going to be coming from and, and hopefully minister to lots of people that, you know, are going through hard, painful stuff, you know? Yeah, and, no, totally. I think it's going to be awesome and minister to a lot of people. And, yeah, thanks, and this, the stuff that you've gone through is, is, is going to be used for others, you know, who have gone through things, you know? And I think, like you were saying, so many times as Christians and in the church, yeah. we feel like we have to represent that everything is good, yeah. maybe because we know God's good. Yeah, but that's just not really the case, and I think it does a disservice to everybody else when they yeah. when when everybody gives this image that everything is good all the time, and then everybody else who maybe has issues or has things going on in their life, they're thinking, "Oh man, I must be like off because my life sucks," you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think, <laughs> I think it's a great thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you want to? Uh, yeah, you want to share one with us, dude? I'd love to. Cool. Yeah, so I'm going to play you guys a song. It's called Owen's Anxiety. This is like the first song I've written for this project. And it's actually um, going to be my first single that I'm going to release. Um, we're actually recording it tonight. <laughs> so awesome. we're going to start the we're starting the drums and everything tonight. So we're, I'm super excited. Dude, you already have the acoustic live version? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. First one. So. Sweet. you've done me you lock me up inside your cage and throw away the key oh anxiety you're not 
not a friend to me Push my face into the ground and blind my eyes to see But I'm not gonna play these games anymore Tossing the turn of the tug of war I'm just fighting for my soul But I can't do this on my own Yeah, I love like some of the lyrics in there, you know, talking about anxiety, how it, like it tortures you, you know, yeah. and yeah. how to get peace from it, you know. And yeah, that's a picture and then sinking. Anxiety yeah. is something that has ruled my life and, you know, it's, we can't let it win. <laughs> Definitely. You know, you got to be at peace and it's something that a lot of people struggle with. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, that was super awesome. <laughs> I love it. So, as we're making our transition for the final portion of this. Uh, 
We are going to play a game called Spirit or Flesh. Ooh. <laughs> um, I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it gets deep. It gets real deep. I like it. However, but you need to come up with the intro theme song for Spirit of Flesh. <laughs> yeah, we have everyone do it. <laughs> you need to come up with your own quick little jingle, whatever you got. You can use guitar, you can use your okay. voice, you can use whatever you want to use, and come up with your own intro for Spirit of Flesh. And then you'll, we'll use that to, like, intro the game segment. <laughs> All right, so for this episode, uh, New theme song. Here it goes. My mind says no, but my body, my body's telling me yes. Oh, is it the spirit? Oh, is it the flesh? Woo! Yes! <laughs> Welcome to the spirit of flesh portion Woo-hoo! of this interview. Sorry, that was a little sexy. Dude, that was good. That was deep. I enjoyed it. That was, that was scary for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't wait. This is yeah. great. So, as we talked about before, this game show, uh, we will spout off random words, things, and you, with your perspective and your thoughts, let us know. Is that spirit or is that flesh? Cool. Ready? I love this. First one, Game Boy Colors. Oh, super spirit. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Did you have one? Oh, we had it. Yeah, that's seven. Because I kept dying. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just like, screen goes blank, you're like, yeah, this is dead. Good, good deal. The board game Twister. Oh, Flash. Mm. That's a that's a naughty game. <laughs> 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 I think we all know. I think pretty much everyone says says Flash. Right. Actually, it might. When someone comes up to you and says, "Hey, you want to play Twister?" You know they call Twister. Not playing anywhere good. The only thing yeah, that not. said Spirit was an exception. Side note by Jeremy Fogel. Oh. I think I think it was him. If I have this wrong, you guys forgive me. But I think he said within the confines of marriage. Of marriage, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on now. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm spirit. Right I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Okay. Singles only Bible studies. Oh, that's flash. <laughs> I don't think it's ever smart. It's kind of like singles ministry, like that. <laughs> that's just like that's a hookup. It's that's a bad it's okay. courting one on one. That's dude, it's true. It's true. <laughs> but it is your perspective. Yeah. Hey. Uh, the mamas and the papas. Oh, super spirit. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Oh yeah. Grew up on the mamas and the papas, bro. Good stuff. I, I figured after our little talk, I was like, I'm gonna do that one. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Thank you for that. Yeah, I wanted to see if you were true or if you were just like making it up. <laughs> this whole this whole thing is shams. <laughs> <laughs> the double neck guitar, six string, twelve string. Ooh, I would say flesh, just because I can't play it. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever. It's so unwieldy. Like yeah. I don't know if you've ever put that around your neck, but that is like the heaviest. Most yeah. awkward guitar play. So for me, it would be Flash, just because I'm angry at that. I'm not good enough for it. You heard it here, folks. Uh, the Pumpkin Spice Latte. Oh, that's kind of one of those things like my mind says no, but my body's telling me yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, like the theme song. The like theme song. Like, to all the guys, I'm like, yeah, like, punk spies, like, what the heck, my wife always wanted that. Then I'm, like, driving up to Starbucks, I'm like, PSL, please. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, so I guess that's spirit for me. <laughs> or maybe yep. flesh, I don't know. They're like, the regular? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they just know, like, <laughs> Mike, can make it? extra pumpkin. Right. <laughs> extra spots. It is awesome. Prepackaged communion cups. Oh my gosh. I. I, I didn't even wait like you're saying like the little where it's a little juice cup with a little cracker on top oh I hate that that's so flesh I'm like that is stupid that is so lazy <laughs> like you can't just set up communion I mean <laughs> I'm saying like I'm come saying. on plus those it's already pretty easy taking communion <laughs> right thanks Jesus yeah yeah, it's like you died on the cross for me. Uh, I'm gonna get this prepackaged. Dude, maybe they prepackaged it at the cross. Who knows? It <laughs> <laughs> should taste like it, man. Dude. Yeah, they're no good. No bueno. Okay, I'm with you on that one for sure. Okay. Um, the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, spirit, dude. Straight up spirit, man. Okay, along that line, which was the favorite in the in the in the three? Oh for man. You? I would say Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. 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 It was good. Yeah, it's super good. Right on. Okay. You can, we can keep going then. Yeah. Uh, PC computers. Oh, Flash. <laughs> I'm a Mac guy. <laughs> now, have you used both or are you just yeah, a no, Mac well, guy? Yeah, the first half of my life was PC because that's all I could afford. So it's like, <laughs> I think it's why when I transitioned to Mac, it was like, dang, like this is sick. Shoot. Right. Big time. Yeah. I, yeah. Like. When I got my first iPhone, I was like, big pimpin'. You know what I mean? For sure. <laughs> I felt so cool. Got the big old case. I'm like, what up, girl? Like, you see this? This is an iPhone 3. <laughs> I still have mine. <laughs> nice. iPhone 3? Yeah. Knew it? Yeah. I was thinking about getting a new battery for it. You know what's sad is the next generation is to be like, that's so old school. You exactly. Got a vintage iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like it's gotta be cool at some point to have a now phone. You, got, like, dude, you remember the Nokia phone? Like that was my first phone. Nokia with caterpillar on it. Yeah. Oh, oh dude, that was that was good. Sorry, it's a no, rabbit trail, but it's I just cool. wanted to pay respect to the Nokia phone. <laughs> that thing was uh, indestructible. Right? I mean, they used as a weapon. They had the they had the <laughs> right. Okay, you might be a little biased to this, but uh, worship song guitar solos. Oh yeah. yeah oh my gosh. Depends on who's doing the guitar solo. Ooh, uh, very true. Very if Brian was doing it, I'll be I'll be cool. I'll be on. Brian got he has some tasty licks. Stipulations. He does. I love it. With that freaking what's that thing called that you use? The Ebo. The yeah. Ebo. Yeah. So that's that's cool. But then there's some that are like, uh oh. <laughs> like dude, we're not trying to be Megadeth. Dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Like the free, the, the free bird style. Free bird, yeah, where it's like the solo's longer than the song. It's like, dude. Fretboard tapping. Holy Spirit left a long time ago. Fretboard tapping. Yeah, fretboard tapping in worship. Ooh. Again, that depends on who's playing it, you know? <laughs> some people pull it off and it's tasty. It's like, okay. And there's some that's like, dude, you're not Eddie Van Halen. Like, right. <laughs> eruption. Yeah, eruption <laughs> in worship. Uh, CrossFit. Oh my gosh, flesh. I can't say CrossFit. Come on, can you expand on that a little bit? Oh, well, CrossFit, it's like, it's like vegans. It's like, you know exactly when they walk in the buildings, they've told everybody. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is nothing but All of their clothes. It's, it's, it's either they've told you or they're wearing it. <laughs> That's true. Right. That's true. Or they have their CrossFit shirt on just to let you know. You know what's worse than just CrossFitters is Christian CrossFitters because they ain't got the Christian Cross. 
fit. Oh, and it's like, oh, and, it's, and it has like CrossFit for Jesus, and the T is like cross. Of course. Right. I mean, how that's, can't it be? Yeah, like lifting your sin. Lifting your sin. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's oh, that's true. that should be the next one is Christian shirts. Yeah. Can I ask okay. you guys that one? Do you remember, oh. Christian shirts. Christian shirts. I feel like you should just be able, allowed to just like wear a shirt. Like, why do you need? Why do you need something no. Christian on it? Oh, it's, it's the worst. Usually, I, it is, I am yeah. guilty though. I'm guilty of I mean, all the past. Yeah. I mean, not, you're wearing one right now, Brian. Whatever. Well, not. Okay. <laughs> it's like your shirt can't be saved. Right? He's like, all right. It's done. like, nah, I ain't saved. <laughs> no, it's like I'm so walking, anti-religious, religious though, so I'm gonna find the wrong person to ask. It's like the walking billboard in my mind that you just, what some people would say, dude, I'm a walking billboard, but I'm like, you don't need to be. You're a walking mouthpiece. You don't need like a yeah. billboard. <laughs> yeah. People and get saved by like, what they read on their shirt. Oh shoot, I didn't know that. And that yeah. shirt is just plain old cheesy, right? It's true. God's joke. Yeah. It's true. Okay. Soap on Cross a rope. What was it? Soap on a rope. Oh, that that would have to be spirit. Yeah? Yeah. Because I could save you. I don't know if that's where we're going with it, but... <laughs> I've never been in jail. No. <laughs> I have no... If that's where we're going, <laughs> it's wherever you want to go, man. That's where that's just immediately this comes to my mind. So <laughs> it can save your life. It can save your life. <laughs> <laughs> you Wait, you think outside? Well, yeah, outside the box on that one. Yeah, okay. I appreciate that. I'm yeah, you're welcome. Guy. <laughs> uh, the last Jedi. Oh, so Ooh. spirit for me. Okay, good. So, I mean, dude, I got Rebel sign on my arm. Yes, I got Vader on my calf, like. It's, I'm a Star Wars fan, and like, we probably could do a whole podcast just we talking should. about The Last Jedi. Okay, but I'm like. Okay. It's the, it's the 11th of January, and I haven't seen it. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so don't Oh, worry. okay, we won't run it for you. <laughs> but I'm just Next this. time, if there's next time, we'll talk about I will say about. this, though. Like, being a diehard Star Wars fan is the excuse for hating it and loving it for different people. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, this. and you know what though? Like in this movie, though I love it, there's things that I did not agree with or like. So I'll just leave it at that for you. Okay. See, my well, thing is I, this. There's things I loved. It outweighed what I didn't like. Yeah. So once you see it, Brian, you, so, you will probably understand. I have, I'm in this funny like zone because I haven't seen it, but I hear all these people talking, and then like I shut it off, you know, like yeah, <laughs> like when The Walking Dead comes on too soon and you haven't, you're not caught up. <laughs> oh, and it's like, but last season was amazing. By oh, way. yeah, yeah. we've been waiting for. Oh, it was. I just wanted more Negan. I was like, give me more Negan. Wait, but have they cut it? Because it seems like it's so short. What, like the it, show? The season? No, just the whole season. Dude, it's like over in like five weeks. That's the way it's going now. Stupid. Yeah, they're doing it's the whole mid season and then yeah. the mid season finale. Yeah. yeah, shut and them up. Yeah, it makes me mad. Dude, you ever get like any of those old shows and you get like the full like Seinfeld or whatever? You mm. know how many freaking episodes are in one exactly. season? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you got like <laughs> nine in one dead now. Yeah, that's how all seasons are now. They're they're like hour long and nine. It used to be like twenty two minutes and like. Yeah, hundred. No. I was pissed. After, I was so pissed after last. Like week. friends. Yeah. yeah, it's a great show. Great yeah. show. Uh, right. Okay. Go for it. Um, okay, playing oceans twice in the same worship set. That's so flash. Yeah. If I ever did. <laughs> I think playing oceans in general. Is <laughs> Dude. Okay. <laughs> I won't be playing oceans at sanctuary this Sunday. <laughs> I appreciate that. I might have to walk. Okay. <laughs> Oh man, well, 
Dude, that's the last bit that I got. The page is empty. The page is empty. That's you, it, you dude. Phenomenal. That was great. That was so much fun. <laughs> I guess just go on all night talking about this. That's usually what happens. It's right. like two hours after that. We are like, shoot, we got two hours in this game. Yeah, yeah. In like 30 minutes of the... I don't know. Yeah, we went forever with you. Is there any final thoughts or things that you wanted to ask, say? Well, for sure, I wanted to give you one of those plugs and say, how can people who have heard you... Find you, follow you, stay tuned for this new album. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Do you yeah. have stuff? That yeah, can... yeah. Well, like I said, I'm recording that Owen's Eye song that I played for you guys tonight. We're starting it. It should be done by February. Um, I'm going to have a website up, but right now I just have Instagram. So you can do at anchors.arrows. Cool. And that's where like I have clips of songs and that's where you'll you know get all my updates and just Perfect. so you can follow me there and Cool. My journey. So yeah. Perfect. And if you want to see him this coming Sunday. Yeah, right. Sanctuary Church. Sanctuary Church, Calamasa is right behind Bob's big boy. That's right. You get a big boy special afterwards. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that is. It's a number one. <laughs> That's flesh. It's a number one on the menu. Okay, okay. Look it up for crying uh, out loud. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I truthfully have not been there in years. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I went there once and got Food poisoning is terrible. You know how they can save you, though. So this last Christmas, I forgot to order a pie. And I think it was on Christmas. And I was, like, on my way to Christmas. And I realized I didn't get an apple pie. They were open? Wow. Yeah. Dude. It was fan-freaking-tastic. Shout-out to the Bob Big Boy. Yeah. Being shout- open on Christmas, I That's guess. Shout-out. Shout-out. Shout Shout them out. Yeah. If you're looking for a place on Christmas other than Chinese food, or Denny's. Totally. Sweet. Well, Michael, yeah. thank you. Thank for you guys. This time with us. That, was, that was great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. It's our pleasure, and we will, we will be staying tuned for sure for all this stuff. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. All right. Peace.